All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, it is Jerome and I. Unfortunately, Zach uh, had his priorities a little mixed up today. He decided he was going to take a day off and, and go bowling and hang out with the scum of the earth and eat some uh, nasty pizza that the cheese slides off after you bite into one edge of it. And, uh, yeah, he just, uh, I guess he doesn't have priorities right. Jerome and I ordered our uh, polos. They're going to be coming in the mail here shortly. And we are going to try to do a little uh, video going into this, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, you guys got to get on Zach. He's been slacking, man. He's been missing missing podcasts. He's been uh, not really involved with the merch. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's just uh, going through something crazy in his life right now. I don't know. Maybe his girlfriend's yelling at him or something. But uh, I do have Jerome next to me. Jerome, how you doing? How you feeling? Doing great tonight, man. We had a crazy slate of games this uh, Sunday. I can't wait to get into it and talk about uh, some of the things that happened yesterday. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of just open it up. Being a Packers fan, I always told Jerome you get the inside scoop on what's going on with the Packers. But, man, I was trashing their defense. This, this always seems to be a trend. I don't know if you've noticed this, Jerome, but any kind of team that we come on here trash, they just show out. It's good luck, guys. If we're talking good about you, you know, you better make some adjustments. If, if, we're, if we're dogging your team, you know, you're doing just fine. Hang in there. You'll turn some things around. But I will say kind of opening up, this is a week that, you know, everyone, again, gets in this mindset. They start freaking out. They start uh, burning out. But, man, I'm telling you, I'm seeing a lot of turnaround. I'll take my, my team, for example. I'll be the first one to shit on my team. It, uh, you know, everyone was – Giving it praise, saying that it's going to be in the championship, but here we are. Week two looks totally different. Um, I'm pulling up fantasy now. If if I recall correctly, I think I got lowest points this week. Um, yeah, you're currently let's see, I'm checking. 95.63 as we speak. Not, so. Yeah, that is by far the lowest. Second place is Saquon these nuts, and man, as you guys that tune into these, we had not nice things to say about him, but... Hey man, he's turning around. Saquon looked pretty good, um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's the name of the game, and that's why I keep saying the draft is only a large sum of, of what we do here throughout the season. You got to stay active on the waiver wire. You got to make trades. Motion, motion, motion is the name of the game. What do you think, Jerome? Well, your roster is constantly changing. You never know when your star player is going to, you know, take a swing pass towards the sideline, and all of a sudden snap crackle pop goes his hamstring and you know the next thing you know you know you're scrambling so you have to pay attention and uh you know you got to have a little bit of depth these things are inevitably going to happen to everybody it just uh, sucks when it does happen so just got to try to get through it so i gotta say i've been eager eager to bring this to light do you have anything to say to Goon Squad, who who said this trade was out of this world, ridiculous, and uh, just <laughs> frankly put, just stupid? What do you, what do you say, Jerome? You know, I, I really don't care much about what other people think. Um, I go with uh, my, my gut instinct, my intuition, and uh, my spidey sense pretty much told me we don't want the first pick this year. We want to get out of that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of explanation behind it outside of that's the way I felt. And uh, that's the direction that we moved. And uh, we'll just see how it, it pans out now. But that said, my, my, uh, the, the gentleman that I traded for, Dalvin Cook, he didn't play yesterday either. So, 
I did notice that prior to the game, he did have a, a lingering in, uh, injury. I didn't actually see if he played or how many points he scored, but yeah, he's he set out, and uh, so I had to scramble to find a running back. Uh, got me two point four points yesterday. Amir Ooh. Amir Abdullah. It was a third string Minnesota running back is what I was reduced to, but um, you know, you know, with that, without our best player, we still managed to. You know, get our first victory of the year. So you know, hopefully, this is a sign of things to come from the Charleston Storm. Gotcha. Absolutely, you got your first win. So congrats on that. And it, it's just like the real game of football. I know this is fantasy, but it's momentum, man. You get in this different mindset. You get more active. You get more confidence, and it and it shows through your record. So congrats on that first win. That's and. Yeah, absolutely, and I got to say, I pointed out one more thing. I did notice once Christian McCaffrey was injured, of course, I quick got on my phone, check out who the backup was. I saw Charleston Storm, and my first thought was, damn, I didn't switch the setting that, you know, once the game starts, he's locked in, he's put on waivers. So I was kicking myself for that, and then I realized, I was like, wait, there's no way that Jerome drafted this guy. I drafted did you, did, Was there any... Was there any thought behind this, or what, what was going on behind the scenes with that pick? Unfortunately, uh you know the reason that I picked him. I picked him. He may have been the last. He might have been the last pick on my team. Uh, it's just an insurance policy. Uh, we we all do that. Um, I wanted my own backup though, uh, Alexander Madison. And uh, you know on draft night, I don't know what was going on. One too many beers or something. But I misclicked. <laughs> and added. Uh, I I uh, I added a a guy that was on injured reserve. So, you know. I, I think Chubba may have been out on uh, waiver wire. Come to think about it, yeah, I think he was out on waiver wires the first, uh, you know, at, right after I drafted. And I think that's how I picked him up. Huh. Okay. One one other thing I'd like to bring to light because I know people do forget about this. We do have an injured uh, injured reserve spot, so you are allowed. I know it's even a strategy to some. I, I've seen this happen more times than not. But uh, you know, you can pick someone off. The um, free agency waiver wire, and you can put them immediately on your injured reserve. So everyone is allowed that spot. Don't forget about that. Um, very strategic, and, and sure enough, Nick was the first one I saw that uh, that pulled that trick. So definitely fair game. Use it to your advantage. Um, you know, we have that IR spot for a reason. So, uh, but no, Chuba, man, that was a, a good pickup, and that, that's again something to come to light. I'd I love learning just more about the game, more strategy, but. Any kind of workhorse um, uh, team, you know, whether you take, I mean, normally it's, you know, uh, Steelers, Cowboys, you know, any of those big Raiders is another example. It's always, it is always good to have their backup just kind of for safekeeping, like you said, that handicap, that cuff for, you know, per se. But um, definitely interesting strategy. Again, well, I love in the league, man. There's always new things to learn. I like the outsider look. So that's awesome. Uh, with that said, we'll kind of uh, go into, I mean, we, we kind of already touched on Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I did read a report saying he should be out for three or four weeks. They did not place him on injured reserve, so that is good news. I don't know, uh, well, I guess no one saw it since it just came, but Jake tried to propose a trade. He wanted Leonard Fournette, and uh, uh, for Christian McCaffrey, I, I told him it's ride or die. So I'm, I'm sticking with my team. Straight up. Uh, Straight up. Straight up. I said, you're crazy. I'm, I'm riding or dying on Christian McCaffrey. And I feel like you have to be. Um, Wait a minute. Why? How is that even close? 
to to fair value. But because he's on IR for a couple <clears throat> of weeks. Well, this was before the news broke. I think this was a week ago. So it's kind of like, yeah, you can play the dice or roll the dice and, and play the chance. Um, but no, I, I mean, the biggest thing was when I saw that injury, first off, it was a non-contact injury. Um, you know, he, he tweaked his hamstring. If you look back at his, uh, his, his injury past, he has not had any hamstring injuries, you know, specific to his hamstring. But, um, you know, that kind of gave me the re- reassurance and, I don't know whether that you sent me that or I watched it, but there's a whole video of a doctor breaking it down and said specifically, you know, how he tweaked it. And, and I knew just from the, you know, you know, all three of those components, I just said that it wasn't going to be anything significant, you know, even if he did miss six, eight weeks, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's long-term. So um, I'm hoping, unfortunately I didn't start this week. I mean, it's already finished here. I didn't finish this week where I wanted to, um, but I'm hoping if I can just break even at 500, I think, uh, you know, once McCaffrey comes back around, we'll be, we'll be good to go. But obviously everyone tries to go for the number one spot and number two spot for that bye week. So we'll, we'll see what happens. The, the important thing about McCaffrey is I would rather them take their time with him and make sure that he's right instead of trying to bring you back a week early. That's just not necessary. Let's, let's go ahead and get this in the bud right now. Sure, absolutely. And something you got to consider, too, the Panthers are off to a hot start. Um, Whether they 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, I, I can't I remember. You know, they're off top of your They're 3-0, I believe. So that definitely helps their chances because there's no stress for them. I mean, it's super early in the season, but I'm just saying, you know, something else to consider. You know, what position is their team at? Do they need to pressure them to come back? So that's reassuring to me. Like you said, I'd rather have them come back full strength and, and be healthy for, for playoffs. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. And I was looking at a couple of their key injuries. Um, Khalil Mack, which we don't have defensive players yet. Uh, Rob Gronkowski had the hit but did come back into the game. Um, let's see. Sterling Shepard had a hamstring injury. Slayton had a hamstring. Hamstrings just seem to be uh, – are these guys stretching before the game? Or what's going on, Drew? These soft tissue injuries are a menace. And, you know, you better be – hydrated properly, stretched out properly, ready to roll because once something like that sneaks up on you, it can linger the whole year. Oh, absolutely. Um, And then two other guys will wrap up the injuries. Uh, Juju um, had a rib injury. He was ruled out for the remainder of week three. And then uh, A.J. Brown, he's, uh, I read a report, he's uh, week to week. Um, but again, probably one of those things that they're just going to take their time, make sure it's, uh, um, also a hamstring, make sure, you know, it's, it's full strength and bring him back when he's fully a hundred percent. So, um, outside of that, nothing really too significant with injuries. Um, we can go ahead and move on to kind of the breakdown of, of what happened in each matchup. Um, there is still a little bit of time left in the game. It is the fourth quarter. We're recording this uh, Monday evening. Um, where do you want to start, Jerome? What matchup are you looking at? You want to start off with? Uh, let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's go ahead. And t- let's start with the number one seed. That would be your team, the Madden Legends, <laughs> against Pack Slap. And uh, looks like you guys suffered a little bit of adversity here. Uh, you know. Uh, you're down, I think, for your first loss of the year. Um, it was know, painful. It, it, it's tough. It's tough to go undefeated. I've never, I've never seen that 
uh, in any of the leagues that I played. I've been playing for a while now. Uh, have you ever seen anyone run the table and go undefeated? Uh, I have not. I think the the best record I've ever seen. I've been playing since 2010, so this will this is my 11th year playing. Uh, the the best record I, I think I've seen was like. I want to say 12 and 3. What, with that one-week bye, or was it always 17 weeks that they played? No, it was, it was 16 weeks in the regular season, right, with the bye weeks, so that makes 15? It depends on the on the leagues when the championship game was. True. We always uh, had 14 or 15 games. True. To make it easy, though, I think three losses was the fewest losses that, that I've seen ever in my, my entire fantasy career. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's – there's – it's crazy. You could have – the best line you could make your lineup every week, and, and there's still one week that those players just don't perform. You know, absolutely. It's, and I, that you got bye weeks. I mean, there, there's all kind of reasons why. You know, it's very, very, very difficult to go undefeated. Uh, maybe that should be uh, uh, some Hall of Fame type uh, uh, credential. If you can go undefeated and win the title, is that not good enough to get into the Hall of Fame? I, I mean, it's pretty damn good in my book. I, I did realize, I know last time we spoke, I said that Jake did kind of introduce me to some of the uh, accolades that actually do show up under the fantasy, the page. It, it's not as, you know, in-depth as I thought. It does go back one year. Uh, for anyone kind of wondering where their, their team left off last year, you can uh, access that. Um, I was looking at some of the stats here. I'm trying to log in now. Um, but they do have some interesting stuff. They have stats that have started this year. I mean, we're only three weeks in, but they do have, you know, the longest uh, uh, win streak, the biggest loss, the biggest win margin, stuff like that, and some interesting stats to track. As far as, you know, our specific record in, in just the Rope Brothers League, That that's uh, not something I, I had access to. I'm trying to think about where that was that I did see that I'm looking under it right now. Um, record book. that Yeah, so if you go under the, I don't know about the app, but I'm just on my browser on my computer right now. But if you go under record book, which is under the league tab, um, it'll tell you head-to-head. So most wins, yeah, Madden Legends too. So, I mean, it, it's not anything crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess towards week 12, 13, 14, right around playoff time. Um, right now, the highest margin win in a single week was Dan's mom versus Paxlap, week two, 65-point margin, which is pretty crazy. Um, it's got the highest points in a single week uh, and stuff like that. So I, I won't go too much into depth, but you can always check it out and just go to the record book, which, again, if you're in the browser, go under league, go under record book, and just kind of check it out. Um, so, again, something we can talk about. I'm sure we can put a poll up, kind of what people think of Hall of Fame status. But uh, to break this game down, um, staying on point here, my game versus my brother Nick, Paxlap, um, he showed dominance in his QB position. And I just want to say, like, this is an example. If you can get quarterbacks to score 30 points like he did, I mean, that that's 60 points. He scored 124 points. That's 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 half your week points right there. So it's it's insane, but you do notice the downfall. I don't know what pick he did. I think it was round five. He chose a running back, but but man, I'm telling you that that hurts so bad. Seeing like a four, a three, like if you can just get every position to score ten points, I mean, you're off to a pretty good week. You know, have you kind of found that trend to be true, Jerome? Well, I, I'm, I'm breaking down your brother's roster. His, his running backs, uh, AJ Dillon and Todd Johnson. Yikes! In week three, 
Yeah, he's had, he's well, had a so, tough go at it, man. Yeah, if you recall... Josh Jacobs getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, Jacobs was, I was going to say, if you recall, that, that, that was a trade. So it just kind of... Injuries already, you know, prevalent week three, man. It's, it's again, just staying healthy, so. Oh, man, alive. Yeah, he, he had to go through <laughs> a little bit. But, I mean, you, you had the, uh, the Christian McCafferty injury, and that was huge. He, he got you a whopping six points. So you, you didn't get any performance there. Yeah, uh, he didn't make it to halftime there. So it, it, it does hurt, man, that early injury. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, he did okay. Ten points is fine, but like I said, I had so many players, Amari Cooper, Lockett, McCaffrey, obviously, with injury, Corey Davis, and Baltimore defense. You know, when you have that many guys that are under 10, man, you're, you're again, look at my team. You're struggling to score 100 points. I'm projected 100 now, but I don't think, you know, Godert's going to score five points in the fourth quarter. So, you, you got know. Amari Cooper going, too. He's got five oh, points I do, the whole but, game. They're up. They're up uh, twenty points. I don't think they're gonna be passing the ball a whole lot. So it's a scratch. I want to look at week week uh, four already. Put it behind us. Um, but yeah, we'll go into the next matchup. There, um, good win to my brother. That was his first one. And again, wish wish him all the luck. Keep that momentum going. Hopefully, you can get Jake, Josh Jacobs back and healthy next week. Um, we'll go on next to, to Karen's crew and Dan's mom again. Karen's crew has got a lot of hate, and if I'm not wrong, I think he's going to win high points this week. So I'll uh, pay that out tonight. He's it's just still, shy of 200. Yeah. I mean, Dan's mom's the only guy that could put up a fight, but, I mean, he's just got Jalen Hurts left, which, man, I guess after that pick six, he's kind of down in the dumps. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but no, let's let's break down Karen's crew here. Aaron Rodgers, phenomenal outing. Um, let's talk about that game for a bit. The 49ers, they're anyone that doesn't know the backstory. Uh, back in the 2005 draft, Aaron Rodgers always had a chip on his shoulder. He grew up in Chico, California. Always wanted to be a 49er. There's pictures of him and Christmas time wearing 49ers gear. So he was all pumped. He thought he'd play for his his state and and rep his uh, his city there. So uh, they drafted alex smith so since then he's always had a chip on his shoulder and i think out of all teams that that's one of the worst record he has on the road is the 49ers and if you recall back to the uh 2019 nfc game man it, it was just not a good scene man they had an explosive team he saw some some crazy formations and a lot of motion and jet sweep, uh jet sweeps and yeah, i love that kind of stuff man make it interesting seeing stuff you've never seen before but i, I do have to hand it to the packers their defense looks solid um, I really like how that game panned out. Rodgers was hitting his targets, and, and man, just how that came down, you know, uh, last minute, 37 seconds, no timeouts. I mean, that is where football just gets so exciting. And, and the thing that jumps out to me the most is just seeing how calm these quarterbacks are with two minutes left. I mean, you just, they're, they're just cool, calm, collected. They're just walking up to the ball. I mean, they just, they, they do these two minute drills you know in their sleep and they understand time and i'm just sitting there freaking out in my couch i'm not even wearing you know any of these pads or anything man i can't imagine what these players are going through i mean is that something you have a hard time understanding jerome or well i mean i i can't i I was looking at it from like a coaching perspective i mean 37 seconds left to keep the great aaron Rodgers from connecting with Devontae adams that everybody on planet earth knew that that's where he was going with the ball, and except for the San Francisco defensive coordinators who laid back 
and, the, and that soft prevent defense and, you know, two big chunks of yardage uh, right before the field goal attempt. And uh, San Francisco got exactly what they deserved for playing not to lose instead of trying to play to win. So congratulations to the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, staying calm, always calm under pressure. And for Mason Crosby for hitting that big, long, what was that, a 50-yarder that he hit? Oh, at least. I mean, 50-something yards. But I th- he's yeah. made like 30 in a row. He's He's been nothing but money. So, um, Mr. Clutch, yeah, great, so congratulations. Great win. Um, now, San Fran, I mean, obviously in that situation, you want to play more towards the outsides to keep the ball running. But all it took was two 30-yard passes. I think they both went to Devontae, if I'm not, not mistaken. <laughs> They both went to Devontae, uh, and they, he was he was uncovered on both of them. So, like I yeah, said, well, they got exactly what they deserved. Speaking of Devontae, man, I uh, it was a scary moment. I don't know if you're in that group chat, but, man, that helmet-to-helmet hit. It, oof, you feel for those guys, man. I, I just couldn't imagine going up for a, a football, you know, um, just the position they're in, man, just so vulnerable and just getting completely blindsided. Not even that, but just helmet to helmet, man. I mean, that's... I'm not so sure uh, that didn't knock him out for a few seconds because... They even had a camera, like, in his face. Yeah, it's like, man, that this, is brutal. He had this glazed look in his eye. And uh, oh. how in the world did he uh, get out of the, uh, the protocol for a concussion? How, how in the world could they see that hit? And not take him to the sideline and say, hey, come on, bro. <laughs> you just yeah, had a shot. But he was out there the next series. So amazing yeah, to me. That's nuts. Yeah, I know it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a third and ten. He had Obviously, when that happens, you have to be um, out for one play. They called it timeout, got him back in, and he made that next catch, man. It was, it was ridiculous. So, man, uh, I'm telling you, he played with sheer grit. Loves the game. Great win. They fully deserve it. But we won't spend too much time on that. We'll, we'll get back to it. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams just blew it up. Uh, that's going to be great for him. Evans, again, on Tampa Bay, one of those is going to have up, down, up, down weeks. Um, but he did finally see his trade pay off. Uh, Kareem Hunt finally got him 27 points. That's pretty solid there. Let's look at his stat line. He had uh 10 attempts again that's what he's been seeing nothing crazy he's been splitting there with nick chubb but 81 yards and he has been seeing a presence in the uh in the past game seven targets six receptions 74 yards so not a bad pickup again i I like that trade him and aaron Rodgers. what a pickup for uh for karen's crew there so travis kelsey putting up big numbers odell beckham one of his big games back uh not bad i briefly saw one of his um sideline two feet in toe dancing um so I, I hope to see Odell. I'd love to see him in his full form. Obviously, I never like to see anyone injured, but um, I hope he can come out here and have a great season. Do you think he's on that track, uh, Jerome? Or? Uh, yeah, uh, he comes back, and uh, he didn't show much rust with uh, his level of concentration and some of those catches he was making. So, uh, you know, he looks like he's running the ready to roll. And unfortunately, Jarvis Landry, your boy, is, uh, is out for, I, I haven't followed up on that, I think a couple weeks there. Um, not not anything crazy, but yeah, he's supposed to be out. I want to say three weeks. So three uh, weeks. Hopefully, we'll get him back and catch some passes soon. Absolutely, but it, it's a chance for him to to shine and, and reclaim that number one role there in Cleveland. So um, outside him, Jameis Winston, I kind of project him to be right around this range, about fifteen points, and Cleveland defense step, stepping up. So 
Congrats, Nate. Uh, good week, man. Uh, love it. I think you got a team that is is definitely a lot more uh, a lot more um, playoff type caliber than than what we were kind of looking at. I think that trade really benefited you. So good trade, man. Like to see it. Um, on Dan's mom's side, Jalen Hurts, um, not really performing too great. Not a bad game. I mean, 15 points it is all right. I mean, he's had 33 the first week, 20 points the second week. He's he's doing okay. Uh, DK Metcalf again, uh, as I stated, it was DK Metcalf's game, not Lockett's game. So you're going to see a lot of that trade off. Justin uh, Jefferson, which was one of the studs for the week, we're going to mention. He had a great game there. Um, in, in the upset versus uh, uh, Seattle, man, that was that was insane. Um, Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. D. Swift, twenty three points. So, and uh, the biggest guy that caught my eye that I wanted to talk to you about, Jerome, was, was Cooper Cup. I wish Zach was on this podcast because he was the one from week one saying how great Cooper Cup was and to watch out for him. I was never big on the guy. I personally didn't think there's much difference between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. I was wrong. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a championship team this year. Um, he's found that connection with Cooper Cup, man. I mean, just looking at his first three games, he's had 27, 42, and 30. I mean, that that's monstrous. What, uh, what, do, you, what do you make of Cooper Cup? Those are monster numbers, and, uh, you know, he has to be a pleasant surprise, you know, uh, for his owners uh, worldwide that, that, that drafted him because – this guy, I, it's hard to lose when you have your number one wideout putting up these kind of numbers. Not once, not twice, but three straight weeks. And, you know, I, I thought maybe the first two weeks were, were would maybe be a fluke and that he would come back to earth a little bit. This guy's not coming back to nothing. He's going to continue to score each and every week, and um, he's a force to be reckoned with. Cooper Cup. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, both these guys, uh, Dan's mom did win high points last week, so it's an, it's unfortunate he went against the one guy that scored higher points than him, just how the schedule works out. But, um, I, I mean, still off to a, a hot start, man. Um, he's going to have a lot of points, uh, points four racked up against after this week, so happy for the guy. Um, but, man, he offered me a trade. He should have taken it, man. I mean, Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, ooh, they are – I could imagine if he had one decent quarterback in there, man, he would have broke 200 this week. So It's tough to score 185 and, and still have his quarterback playing with, like, seven minutes of football left. And, you know, you run up against a buzzsaw and you get beat. That has to, like, sting a little bit because what more can you ask from your guys? And, you know, still come up a little bit short. That's just tough luck with the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And, um... I mean, that's what you get when you got five players that are, you know, close to twenty-five and above. Man, it's it's a hell of a week. So, hope he continues his uh, his hot streak. Uh, moving on, G Money and Saquon these nuts. Um, I do work with Dan. I talked to Dan. He said he feels a little more confident uh, with his team. I think he had a little more spark with Saquon Barkley. What do you what do you make with Saquon after this week of finally scoring uh, twenty plus points? Well, he resembled the Saquon Barkley before the knee injury uh, I don't know who that guy was the first two weeks of the season so um, you know hopefully he's getting right mentally and uh, he can go out there and just start playing as hard as he can but keep in mind this was against Atlanta's defense <laughs> <laughs> so it was against Atlanta's I, defense 
I, I'm hopeful, Dan. I'm hopeful. I hope the guy does well. I love Saquon. A lot of hype coming out of college. He's a great guy, great character, fun athlete to watch. But um, we'll see. Um, he, he failed to swap out Henderson. He did tell me that was a game-time decision. And I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe he had too many beers. What, what do you think was the case? You've got to swap this guy out, man. I mean, that's just, that's just something you beat yourself up over, you know? Because he had James Robinson on the bench, uh, yeah, I think that's who he would have. He would, yeah, he would have had to swap him out with him. Surely he wouldn't have swapped him out with uh, who was that? David Johnson, although he might have. I don't know, but uh, he had he left some points on the bench to be uh, having uh, Daryl Henderson be a game time decision in, in the starting lineup to guarantee his zero points. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, even though guys are game time decision, they always release. Uh, I mean, the teams are required, I think, at least 30 minutes prior to the start of the game to release their final active, inactive roster. So always be paying attention to that. Check your roster because, I mean, that that could be um, just the, uh, you know, unfortunately this time it wasn't the difference between a win and a loss, but still what people got to factor in, it's still points for. If you do have the same record as someone going into playoff time, it, it does go by points for. So even though it didn't make a, a, a big difference in this week, again, that, that could have been another 15 points. I don't know if it's going to be a nail-biter for his placement in playoffs, but definitely not something you want to you want to continue doing. So Tanyan didn't really have a great game. Uh, Cephas, I know he was high on this guy. You know, it is... As I butchered it already today, uh, what's the quote, Jerome? Once is an accident, twice is a trend. The third time, we got a problem, bro. So this this guy was trending in the right direction. He had twelve, he had sixteen, but man, this this game, it you know, he he came back down to earth. Um, you know, unfortunately. Detroit. To, uh, what happened was he was eating and getting his catches in garbage time. And Detroit was actually in a competitive game, and there was no garbage time, so Cephas wasn't out there getting his catches on prevent defenses, kind of like Devontae Adams' last two catches last night. So, you, yeah. know, you know, the weeks that Detroit's going to act like they want to play some football and be competitive, you know, Cephas and Watkins, their scores aren't going to be that great. For sure. Um, one thing I want to touch on, I, I do know um, uh, Josh Allen finally had a great game. Um, everyone's waiting for that. He's been kind of mediocre the first two weeks, but, man, he had four passing touchdowns. I don't know the exact yardage, but um, he, he balled out. But, man, something that catches my eye, I'm looking at Stephon Diggs. The fact that this guy hasn't had a 40-point game yet is mind-boggling. I mean, these are defenses that aren't even that great. We're looking at Pittsburgh, Miami, and Washington. He scored... 16 16 and 12 i mean that just doesn't seem like the the top five caliber that you know all his his adp was going for what what, what's going on with that drum well there are weapons that that the football needs to be distributed to in that buffalo offense uh uh, you know digs uh surrounding cast that he's competing with catches with like cole beasley is getting targeted a bunch they love uh gabriel davis uh Dawson Knox when they get down on the goal line. It's just a well-oiled machine, and uh, it's more or less, I mean, it sucks that Diggs 
isn't, you know, getting concentrated targets, but as a team for Buffalo's Super Bowl aspirations, this is the way that they uh, need Josh Allen to play, and the way that Josh Allen's been playing well by distributing the ball is probably the best way, uh, you know, represents their best chance of winning the Super Bowl or going deep in the playoffs. So I think that's what's going on there. Absolutely, and, and something you got to keep in mind. I mean, our NFL with these younger guys, uh, it's just, I mean, it's just always a, a tendency that you see these these such young college players their first year in the NFL. They have maybe one read, pass that read. Their thought is, you know, where's the, where's the opening? I got to run. I got to run. I got to run. Um, and, and that's what I was kind of touching on when I was saying uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, kind of being more of a, you know, what I think he should transition to uh, is you and Zach argue that he's more of a mobile quarterback. I know he can run, but but man, I think that's going to be one guy that develops more if, if he kind of locks down that that pocket passer kind of role. Um, but I mean, that's something you got to factor in too. I mean, not only you know you have a forty percent running the ball handed off, but you got Josh Allen that could is mobile with it that that always runs the ball, and then like you said, that timeshare between all those other wide receivers. So. That does all eat away. I mean, there's only so many snaps, so many possibilities of him getting the ball. So um, I'm interested to see how that pans out. Um, uh, and, again, another reason, I mean, it's just with all those factors, it's so predictable. As much as experts say these are the top five wide receivers, I mean, like I said, I'd say outside of these guys, but he was number three. So it's hard to say. I mean, Adams is performing to his level. And I think Calvin Ridley was up there, like, number top five, and I don't think he's doing that great this year. Well, he's on a bad team. and he Now, in, in Calvin Ridley's situation, it's a little bit different because when Stephon Diggs, those, those other targets, those other wide receivers that Josh Allen have, they're, they're more talented than the, the rest of the crew that, uh, you know, uh, Stephen Ridley's playing with, so... Ridley's going to get, Matt Ryan's going to concentrate a lot of his targets towards Ridley because those other guys, man, they just, they're not getting separation and they're not, you know, they're, they're not catching all the passes that, that are coming their way. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I, in a vacuum, I'd rather have uh, Stephen Ridley right now because of that concentration for, you know, fantasy football purposes versus Dick. Yeah, I got you there. Um, however, this is one of those teams. I still see. I still feel solid about it. Um, as much as you know, Dan's record uh, reflects. He's got Ryan Tannehill. He's got Jackson. They're going to be solid. Diggs will turn around. Barkley, I think, has is, is still got us. Um, you know, the sky's his limit. He's still going to put up big numbers a, a couple games and you know swap out those. You know, Cephas and, and, and you know pay attention to your lineup. I think he's going to be just fine for next week. But looking on the sorry, did you want to say something? No, 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 go ahead. Gotcha. Looking at the other side of this, Dak Prescott, unbelievable. Man, I, I made that bold prediction about the pass yardage he's getting. Um, uh, let's see, there's three minutes left in the game currently, but he's got three passing touchdowns, 240 passing yards. I mean, looking great out there, man. Cowboys are going to be a force to reckon with if uh, he can stay healthy. Um, Godwin had a good game. Mike Williams, man, he blew up along with Justin Herbert. I've been waiting for this, man. They started out cold. You haven't heard a lot about these guys. Um, I'm excited to see it. I like the Chargers, man. I like the division they're in. Um, and I, I want to see them start catching some fire, man. This is the time that you sit, you know, it's, uh, 
Look Go at on. his roster. He has uh, Herbert throwing to Mike Williams. And, uh, you know, there's been talk that Mike Williams is the new number one in San Diego instead of Keenan Allen. So, I mean, you're getting this kind of – look at that production that he got from his two players. 38.8 from, from Herbert and then 36.2 from Mike Williams. Yo, you can win some football games like that. You got that yeah. stat going like that. That's nice. Absolutely, and along with those points, uh, week one he saw 12 targets, 10 targets in week two, and nine targets in week three. So, I mean, he's he's getting looks, and that's what you need to have these consistent pop-off weeks. So, um, G-Money, man, another team we weren't too high on. The only thing I'm going to tweak is Julio Jones, man. We do not know what's going on. I mean, A.J. Brown's out, man. Is is he going to step up? Is he going to – are we going to see the old Julio Jones, or is he going to remain in this slump and just kind of – Hang it up, man. What? Julio still has some gas left in the tank. Uh, he's learning a new system. He's playing with a new quarterback. Just just give him a little bit more time to get that connection going. I I have belief in Julio at this, this point in time. He's got one more week. <laughs> you got him on a short leash. I, I do, I do. Damien Harris, um, again, that Patriots running back, um, you know, seeing that, that – uh, timeshare with the other rotation of the guys in the lineup there. Um, but overall, not a bad team. Uh, Tampa Bay defense, man, I don't know if anyone caught Tom Brady swearing. You know, better cover their kids' eyes with the cuss words he was yelling out. So he was not happy. I think this is just going to fuel um, later on down the road. I do predict that that matchup, um, I, I said it today, was going to be um, the NFC championship game. So I, I think uh, we're going to see Tom Brady in a different caliber. And, and, you know, the Bucks always have that that switch, man. Once they turn that on, good luck. You might as well move out of the way because they're coming for you. So just, uh, just a little chip on the shoulder to add to Tom's frustration. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next one here quick. we got two more. We're going to try to wrap this episode up. We're going uh, – we're always falling behind. We're always having too much fun doing this kind of thing. So we got two more matchups. We'll wrap it up for you guys. Um, Muffalo Wings and the Chili Peckers. Muffalo Wings uh, come, came out on top on this one. Again, Matthew Stafford, man. It wasn't something I would have jumped out at me, but but he's been he's been he's been cooking, man. 32, 22, 38. So he's been finding his rhythm. He's been building that chemistry with his weapons there. Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods. Not too fond of that guy, but. I guess he keeps seeing his name pop up there. So, um, Calvin Ridley, again, which we just talked about, now that I have him pulled up here, he scored 10 points on 8 targets, 19 on 10 targets, and 14 on 11 targets. So, hey, I'd say this is a guy to target, you know. Uh, everyone's down in the dumps about the Atlanta Falcons, but, again, they got to throw the ball somewhere. He's getting some timeshare. Hold on to him. He'll develop. Uh, Terry McLaurin, 10 points. Um Aaron Jones, solid. Everyone was freaking out week one, man. He had 41 last week, 16 this week. Um, Kyle Pitts, an interesting guy that, you know, hasn't done a whole lot. You know, not a bad tight end. Um, I've definitely seen a lot worse. This is his worst game this season at five. Um, Just, again, in that Atlanta offense. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, And then (laughs) it's funny. He's got both guys that were involved in that trade, but Jared Goff, um, surprisingly, has has done, you know, has, has found his own success there in the Lions. Nine points from your quarterback. Yikes. 
Well, look at the previous two weeks, 36 and 22. That's not bad. Everyone's got a little slip-up game. That's a big drop-off. My God. Um, he did have a, a Buffalo Wings had a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sighting. I mean, I, I didn't know who, know who that guy was running for the Chiefs this weekend. Uh, the first two weeks, that guy was god-awful. But, um, you know, he bounced back a little bit. And, uh, you know, if he's going to get production like this from a lot of his squad, I mean, well, 158 points a week is probably going to win you some. That's going to keep you competitive each and every week. Yeah, I know it's something people forget about too, but we do have a bonus structure uh, in place in our system. He did just get that 100 rushing yard milestone. I think that's a three-point bump. Um, uh, but 17 rushing attempts, that's encouraging to see after 13 uh, last week and 14. I guess he's been right around that point. Um, it's just yards per carry, man, is something he's been struggling with. I don't know if it's that O-line or what, what kind like, of is the case there. It's been, he's been playing like crap. It's him. I wouldn't put his the, that – the way he's played the first two weeks, I wouldn't put that on an offensive lineman. Uh, the first two weeks, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's looked small and slow, and he's fumbled. So, I mean, that's that's a bad combination. So, he, he really needs to string together a few more uh, weeks like he did this week and, and, you know, start performing like the, you know, second and third round draft that this guy went in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing, too. It's just it's all mental, man, this game. You go out there, you fumble, and in your head, you just don't fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble. And sure enough, man, you're, you're, you're just just as likely, if not more likely, to fumble the ball when you got that kind of mindset. So yeah. hopefully this will kind of get him back in his groove, give him what he needs to, to, to find his old Clyde Zolaire self. Um, back on, uh, on Chili Peckers' side, he did put up a decent uh, number of points this week. Unfortunately, again, just going against Buffalo Wings. But Russell Wilson had a little bit of a down week for him. Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things. Although he lost the game um, uh, by 10 points there, he did uh, still put up big numbers. Uh, 432 passing yards, a pass touchdown, and uh, a rushing touchdown. So Tom Brady still doing Tom Brady things. i got to ask you while we're on the topic. Can this guy play till he's 50? <laughs> Who's to say no? My God, he's in tremendous shape. He takes care of his body. Tom can play until Tom says he wants to quit. He, I think he's earned that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jasmine's always a big fan of uh, Tom Brady. He's on some stupid Subway commercial. The guy doesn't eat bread. Why the hell is he on a Subway commercial? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but whatever. Uh, I got to give it to the guy. Hell of an athlete, playing well. Uh, moving on in this guy's lineup, uh, D. Hopkins had a, had a little bit of a down week along with uh, my guy, um, Kyler Murray. Brandon Cook's finding his rhythm. This is a guy that, again, just kind of snuck under everyone's radar. Um, 21, 22, 23. He's been solid, man. He's, he's, he's gotten that wide receiver one position. He's, he may be a lock for the rest of the year here. Well, there's nobody else to throw the football to in Houston, so... You know, he's going to get concentrated looks the entire year. Very nice pickup and player. Absolutely. I got to give it to Jason. Jason, hats off. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, a little bit of a down week. Um, Logan Thomas, a hey, 12 out of a tight end, man. That's not bad. This guy, uh, oh, hang on. 12 out of tight end, not bad. This guy's seen 12, 9, 12. I'd take that tight end. I mean, the way tight ends are going, man, that's probably number six in the league. Um, I don't know if you've looked at tight ends in free agency, but, man, you might as well close your eyes, spin the wheel, and whoever comes up, put them in. Uh, 
Yeah, you got to play the matchups, where you're, and, and you're reduced to pretty much streaming tight ends and you know hoping that they catch a touchdown. I mean, if you don't have one of the top uh, three or four guys, forget about it. Yeah, for sure. And something to, that really stands out of my eye is is his, his bench is performing, man. Uh, Jason's another guy that swapped out a lot of players. Uh, uh, Kirk with twenty, Patterson with sixteen, and uh, uh, Patrick there with fourteen. So he's got players to swap in. Um, Jason doing Jason things. Um, happy for the guy. So we'll go ahead and move to the last matchup here. We'll wrap it up. Um, the Babayuk Zach, which uh, didn't join us today. We're gonna give him shit next week for it. Thursday, as a matter of fact. Um, but uh, 126 versus the Charleston Storm. So, Jerome, again, congrats on the first win. Um, Sam Darnold, that's 23 points. That, that's, again, not bad. Sam Darnold's putting up good numbers. I, I didn't expect him to um, play to this level. I mean, is that something you saw moving over to Carolina? or? Uh, I didn't know what to think. I thought when he was in New York, you know, it, it clearly was uh, that organization and environment. But uh, you, you put Sam, da- Sam Darnold down in Carolina and give him some pieces to work with and uh, a running game, and all of a sudden, hey, we got a new guy in the league. Uh, Sam Darnold, welcome. Fantasy football. He's been consistent. He's looked good, made good decisions. And, uh, hey, you take 23 points out of your quarterback in this league every week. You know, the Browns used to fall in this category, um, but obviously with, with these, these crap teams – getting the uh, first pick there um any quarterback that plays in the jets i think they just deserve one other team just to prove their prove their skill level man it, it's brutal over there at the jets organization but um but yeah trevor lawrence another guy i want to kind of just this touch on man he's he's seen interception after interception after interception i mean this guy it's a totally that. different ball game i mean as uh um as they said, it's like every week's going against Alabama, so it's he's, the way you're going to see. What, what is it, two interceptions each and every of uh, the first three I games think that he, he's played? There was one game he threw three. He's at a oh. total of seven interceptions. So. Oh, God. Yeah, they get, you know, when you're, when you're throwing more interceptions and touchdowns, you got to start reevaluating, you know, your decisions and, and maybe maybe become more uh, mobile with it. Use your feet, pick up some, some, uh, some yardage, go from there, but – um, interesting to see how it pans out. But, again, I, I will say the Jaguars and the Jets now. Any quarterback, give him another chance to another team. I still think his talent is there. Uh, but back on point here, um, Henry Ruggs, 12. Nick Chubb, 8. Gibson, 18. Uh, Waller kind of is someone uh, he's seen a little bit. I mean, 10 points, again, is still good for a tight end. But, um, you know, not anything to his, his week one caliber at 29 points. I mean, 19 targets. I still have a hard time That's getting that through my head. 19 what? targets. When you do that in the NFL, if you throw 19 times to anybody, then you're going to get so much coverage. And, and this guy has gotten, Waller's gotten triple and quadruple covered ever since that 19-target game. And uh, he's forcing David Carr to be a little bit more uh, diverse. But that put a big old, big old red at X and target on uh, Waller's uh a jersey whenever you get peppered with 19 targets in one game mercy yeah absolutely and that that was always you know for instance i'll go back to Devonte adams always a concern you know is he drawing too much attention maybe that's a time you put um um mvs in there and then hope he pops off 
So, again, another factor to consider, man, look at the, the CBs they're going against that week, kind of look at what their tendencies are as far as double-teaming guys, if they play man, if they play zone, stuff along those lines. So, um, overall, though, 126, a little bit a little bit of a down week for him. Um, Joe Burrow is a 25-point game. That That's substantial. He's, uh, you know, honestly, even with his, as bad as the team did last week versus the Bears, I mean, he still put up 17 points you know, overall. He's not a bad wide receiver or quarterback to have there in your super flex. So um, overall, is his team solid? Nothing to freak out about. He's got a good balance between his quarterback, wide receiver, running back combo. Um, so keep doing what you're doing, Zach. Um, things will come. And as far as your team, Jerome, um, I'll start. Out. How do you feel about your quarterbacks? Derek Carr's putting up big numbers. Uh, Derek's Carr thrown for more yards, I want to say, than. than any other quarterback in the league if not he's right up there so uh well I'm pleased with that i'll just say this this uh he's through for 386 this came this week last week 382 and uh the week before that 435 so man's a beast lead. uh yeah, well he's he's, he's well over a thousand passing yards in three weeks so hopefully keeps that up for you man um and then baker mayfield 19 points not a bad outing um, where are you at with Baker? Do you think he's going to be someone that you're going to, you're going to rely on week to week? Or? Uh, I would really like to not have to rely on him uh, week to week. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I'm stuck with this guy. So I'm just trying to, um, you know, it, it hasn't even gotten to be bad weather in Cleveland yet. So there's going to be a stinker or two right around the playoffs, no doubt when uh, the weather's bad in Cleveland and they just want to hand the ball off and, and throw the ball maybe 13 times. So, you know, uh, Baker's ceiling's a little bit uh, capped. I feel that. And while I'm looking at your roster, first guy that jumps out is Justin Tucker with that kick, man. Anyone that didn't see that kick, do you know the exact distance on that kick? Was it 56? Uh, it, w- it was 66 yards. That is no a way. long... Long, so, long so to kind of keep everyone in sync with the the gravity or gravity of that that kick right there, I think the record was what sixty three, and that was in a dome. I think it was sixty three yards. Yes, and uh, I think I it was in that very dome. If I'm yeah, not this mistaken. is in the same dome. Um, but sixty six, man, that that and for those of you that didn't see it, it it bounced off the the crossbar and carried its momentum through the uh through the upright so hell of a game and that was the kick that won it for him too which made it even more suspenseful but um but yeah even though zach would be here knocking kickers that's what i'm talking about man like that exact play i mean hell that that's that's talent right there man that's a that's a as you stated in the thing it, it took every ounce of uh power on that ball that was a full in the power meter so so what is the scoring in our league as far as kickers go because so if we're capped at, at five points, this is becoming a little bit of a thing. He's not, I mean, these kickers are starting to make 60 yarders with a little bit of uh, regularity. And, uh, you know, if, if we can, like, if, if that could be bumped up, if it's not at six points, then that could be even more strategy for people to maybe pick a kicker not dead last and go and get somebody that they know is capable of making those, those long kicks and consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, back in the day, I mean, when we this league's been around since 2010, you you didn't hear about anything over 60 yards, man. But it's it's gotten to that magnitude, so um, definitely something I'd be open to. 
you know, something to jot down to vote for next year. But I do actually like the breakdown that Jake was saying that, you know, for instance, a 37-yard field goal would be 3.7 points. I like that breakdown, and it, it creates that decimal to kind of give that extra bump because, you know, there there is no separation currently uh, how the, the stats are oriented that a 42-yard field goal is the same as a 49-yard field goal. So I think, you know, that half a point could make the difference yes, and, uh, and, and change the outcome. So. Yep. Um, definitely something I'd be open for voting on. I think that's something we should jot down, something we should note, and uh, take into effect next year. Well, it's consistent with the scoring already. We're playing with decimal points, so why would we cut that out when it comes to the kickers? I, I, I mean, I, I would definitely vote for yes. Uh, no, I agree. That. I mean, I I think that should win about 80% majority, and uh, if we ask Zach, he's just going to say get rid of kickers. So <laughs> that that's the, the other portion. That's not going to vote for it. <laughs> but um, but then yeah, just to finish recapping here, Mark Andrews finally had his first big game that you know people were waiting to see from him. He had 107 receiving yards there, a 19 point performance, solid there. Chase Claypool, I mean someone's got to step up with Juju injured, um, so so good to see Chase Claypool there. Hopefully, I mean I dropped Big Ben, so you guys can fend over him, man. He's he's stinking up my roster. I can't I can't have that bad energy on there, so. I was uh, I was he, I was happy to get a W without having you know my first round pick and Dalvin Cook even play and uh, his replacement got two point four points and Amir Abdullah so for us to you know rally around Dalvin not playing and to come out and score one hundred and fifty seven points uh, you know it, it, it's a good day for the Charleston Storm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you sub that out and get a, a typical twenty. 20- four-yard performance from a man you're looking at um you know uh, high high 100 so um I, I love to see people go through these emotions i mean that's what fantasy football is and a perfect example of how you know teams that are in last place still can get that 30 30 dollar uh, bump and um, have these high point weeks so stay consistent check your lineups check the active inactive rosters before these games kick off um and uh I'm excited. A lot of football left. It's very early. We've already seen a lot of nagging injuries affect some lineups. And this is just where it gets juicy, man. It's where trades start developing. It's where holes start being um, needed to fill on lineups. So, um, like I said, this is where the inner management coaching style comes to play. Plus, uh, don't we have bye weeks getting ready to start here soon? Uh, what is it yeah, bye weeks start week? week four. I think so. After week four, they start. Um, so uh, again, it, it just really comes down to uh, mindset strategy, which is what I love fantasy football. So, um, but with that said, uh, we are running a little bit longer than what we anticipated next, uh, or here in Thursday today is Monday. Thursday, we'll be back with Zach finally in action. I'll, I'll try to convince him to get a, a polo, um, and then we'll be getting a video on here. Um, Drum, do you have any last words before we close this out? Uh, just looking forward to week four and uh, wish everybody good luck out in the league. Good luck, guys. Absolutely. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in.